This episode is brought to you by Reese's Peanut Butter Cups. In breaking news, leading scientists worldwide are conducting experiments to determine if Reese's Peanut Butter Cups are the perfect combination of peanut butter and chocolate. However, it appears the study was inconclusive, as the scientists couldn't help but eat all the Reese's. Because when you want something sweet, you can't do better than Reese's. Find Reese's now at a store near you. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. It's time to start the podcast. It's time to hit the mics. It's time to start the podcast with Moon, P. Jug, and Hob. We all have the same lives every day. We do repetitive things. We get up in the morning. P. Jug puts me on the toilet. (laughs) 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 And then now now we're at the part of the day that we're just waiting for dinner, right? And we've talked about our technical snafus repeatedly on this damn show. Well, it happened again. So uh, we send this guy that we won't name email addresses to all the guests. He sends an invitation. We click on the link. It takes us to this StreamYard link so that we can podcast and see each other later extracting the audio for your enjoyment only. Every week, one of us is late. Sometimes it's me. P. Jug didn't even show up last week. She was trying to get this deal negotiated with the Ukraine and Russia. Mm-hmm. Well, you can see where that's gone. And the tanks yeah. are rolling in. They have 40 miles of tanks rolling into a city. Think about 40 miles of tanks. I mean, seriously, yeah. how many do you need? That's like from Hudson to downtown Minneapolis, yeah. just in tanks. Yeah. And you're thinking, that is insane. And, you know, we've been watching the coverage. I feel terrible. You know, you're hoping that, you know, somebody, you know, can get a grasp on Putin and his thinking. I think the whole world right now is puzzled. They're thinking, why would he do that? And why would he mention nukes? It seems that he might have a bit of a problem. (laughs) There's a couple of antidepressants I would like to recommend for Vladimir. Sure. There's one called mirtazapine. Works great for me. I'm up to 30 milligrams. <laughs> also helps you sleep, right? Which is great. Yeah. Because me and my sleep patterns are disturbed. Yes. Pee jugs are worse. Well, because oh. you're disturbing them. <laughs> That's right. Do you know, right before we started recording, the very first thing the pee jug said to me was, you are disturbing me. <laughs> she, said, <laughs> she said that to me because I asked for maybe... 5, 10, 20 things in 10 minutes, Ah, right? (laughs) And (laughs) I've been doing her family a lot of favors in the last week. Yeah, you have. I've been busting my balls trying to help people out. So now you're going to cash in on all that goodwill? Is that what Uh, you're telling me? You built up credits with P-Jug? I helped your family, so go get my my Skittles. P-Jug used to be an esthetician, and she would work at a, a spa, and she's a massage therapist as well well-trained and damn good at it. And so the other night 
I wasn't feeling all that great. So she started working my shoulders, my neck. Mm-hmm. And I'm thinking, okay, this is the woman I love. Yes, I it have, is. <laughs> okay. Well, then last night, here's P. Jug. And we're trying to watch 1883, which she's totally not into. We'll get into that in a second. And she's like, could you rub my neck? I'm like, hell yes, I'll rub your neck. I remember last night when you got out the oil. So here we go, right? And I started, there's a knot right below the, or nape. I love the word nape. You never use it. A knot in your nape? You have a knot in your nape. Or a nape in your knot. So anyway, I started rubbing it, massaging it and stuff. And she starts making these sounds. Mm. And I'm thinking, whoa, I'm hitting a spot right now. <laughs> right? <laughs> I've heard these sounds before. <laughs> right? Crushing <Okay. laughs> it. Crushing <laughs> it. And so anyway, uh, so let's get back to 1883 and her hatred of this. Okay, after Yellowstone. Which I don't you- hate it. I just, I liked Yellowstone so much well, and then we watched Succession. Succession was amazing. Uh, loved it. Uh, right up there. You know, we always go one to ten on these shows. We both were over an eight for Succession. We loved it. Uh, although, here, let me give you a different ending to Succession. If you have not seen it, this will not be a spoiler. Okay. okay? It didn't happen. It, this did not happen. This is the way I would have liked to have seen it end with Logan, the main character or one of the main characters Mm -hmm. saying to his children, I'm keeping the business and one of you will succeed me and I'll announce that soon. Fuck off. (laughs) (laughs) Because that is his catchphrase and that's a spoiler alert. Yes. I have never heard that uttered so many times in 60 yep. minutes. I love that guy on that show. Oh my God. The characters in that show were so lovable. Never seen any of them before. The one is, oh God, now I'm going to forget his name, but the younger brother, the one who's always got something to prove that's Macaulay really? Culkin's brother in real life. Yes. Yep. Kieran yep. Culkin. It's Macaulay. Yes, Culkin. yes. That's what it is. Yep. Mm-hmm. And he looks just like Macaulay Culkin grown up mm-hmm. back to 1883. Yeah. Uh, so everybody recommends it. Wouldn't you know, I've got to get Paramount Plus to get that one. Okay. So now I have Amazon Prime. I have Google Play. I have Netflix. I have HBO Max. I have Disney Plus. I have Hulu. I'm, if, as you can see, I keep adding services again. Mm-hmm. Okay. You have what YouTube is, TV. I have YouTube TV. I mean, I was paying two twenty a month, and I was bitching about my cable bill. I'm probably at five hundred now. <laughs> well, the whole idea, right, with the streaming, it was it was well to now save. we'll do it all a cart, and you just pick the things that you want. Well, now they just spread it all over the dang place. Their content platforms, I think, communicate with each other, and they share the wealth. They're like, no, no, tease them on that network. We'll play the grand finale over here, right? So you sign up for your seven-day trial with your credit card. Then you never cancel because you forget just like you did with your gym membership. (laughs) Okay? You let that bastard run for two, three years. Right? (laughs) Because people do it all the time. P-Jug went to Lifetime but didn't really go for, what, five, ten years? 
Well, I put my, it was on hold, my membership. It was still 12 bucks a month. That's, it adds up. If you look through your budget, you're going to find leaks. Right now we're leaking in the streaming world. Yes, you are. 1883 begins. Great cast. Tim McGraw. Fantastic. Faith Hill. Good. Sam Elliott. That's why I wanted to watch it because of Sam Elliott. I don't have the Paramount Plus. I'm doing the same thing. I'm like, no, you're not getting more money out of me. A lot of it is horse riding. Sure. And, you know, pitching a tent. Yeah. And stuff that, you know, the settlers did that were moving over from Germany, like my family. And they had to cross the plains. They were attacked by uh, Indians. They were, you know, bugs and snakes and God, you name it. But that wasn't like Yellowstone. Yellowstone, there were helicopters. Yeah, it was modern. It was very modern. And this is not. I'm getting less interested now in it. I'm glad we're having this this talk because it's saving me money. People drink the water out of the river. Cholera. Ew. Oh, wait a minute. What's that on that guy's back? Smallpox. Ew. Well, this is a pleasant conversation. I can see the boredom in P. Jug's eyes. Well, he's going to watch it, and I'm going to watch Queer Eye. So I really enjoy that. It's a really emotional show. I haven't watched it in at least two years, maybe three. Mm -hmm. But now my daughter is telling me that she loves it, and there's some new shows since. I want to check that out. You can have a little alone time. This is the thing. Uh, The winter is starting to finally move back a little bit. I mean, the weather has been a little bit better. And it looks like next week's going to be pretty darn good. We're having snowbird friends of ours come back from Florida. And so that'll be great to have them back. You know, they were down there for four or five months. I guess the beaches now are just, you know, spring break packed. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. All of March. It is insane. It's amazing how many people go there. And just just going, I was at Disney World a couple of years ago. Even on like kind of a slow day, like it's just shocking. Like, and all the different, if you just sit and listen for a minute, you will hear so many different languages. It's just amazing how international that that really Uh is. Uh So you can see why it was so hard for them to be open during COVID too. I mean, it's such a draw internationally, but. PJ's supposed to go in April. Ooh, where are you going to go? You're going to go to Orlando? Uh, No, I don't think I'm going to take that trip. You said you were going to. I don't think the flights are reasonably priced for me. Because you have a credit on the airline, so I know you're, I know you're cheating on that one right there. The problem is he needs a babysitter. You never asked me to get one. I'll get one tomorrow. Okay, we can look into it. <laughs> I feel like we just dived into a little marriage counseling here. Yeah. <laughs> Moon is trying to solve the problem so that you can enjoy yourself. And I know. He always is trying to help me. That's good. Instead of hanging out with me here, how about you fly somewhere really nice that has a hell of a spa, mm. right? You go stay just the weekend or whatever. Live life because life is blowing by. Mm-hmm. And what are you going to do with it? Yeah. I'm going to spend my money before I check out. I think it's nice to pass on some general generational wealth. Sell the house. See what you get. Leave enough oh. for them to bury you with and da-da. This is crazy. I was just on Zillow a couple of minutes ago. I had a house in Lakeville that I loved. It wasn't a new home. It was a little bit older. Uh, built in the early 90s, I believe. Okay. And it, it was on the back end of a beautiful cul-de-sac, right close to a school. It was awesome. 
had a great backyard. I just love that place. I sold that thing when I moved here. I got my money back, which was $320,000. Okay. And I'm thinking, okay, well, I didn't lose anything. Because mm -hmm. the housing market at that time around 2006, 2008 was doing all kinds of weird stuff. I just was on Zillow, my $320,000 house, 441000 Yeah. for that house. Yeah. And I'm thinking, God. And I looked at the one that we live in now. I mean, the, the Lakeville appreciation in this area has been averaging about 10 to 11% a year. It's been nuts, the housing market. And we're not the best of the best. Yeah. I mean, there's a lot of parts of town that are really popping. As someone who deals with it every day, like, I mean, you are not going to get, there's, there's no inventory is, is what's really driving this. You put your house on the market, you're like, literally there aren't hardly any houses to pick from. Right. So if you find one you even remotely like, just assume you're going to be in multiple offers. It's going to go for more. What people are doing now um, or have been for a while actually is doing an appraisal guarantee because just because you write an offer for a house, I can come up to you and say, moon, I'll give you a million dollars for your house. And that's fine. If I have a million dollars in cash, but if I got to borrow the million dollars, there needs to be an appraisal that supports that that's the value of the house. Well, if there's not other houses in the area like yours that are worth a million dollars, obviously the appraisal is not going to come in high enough. Well, so what people are doing is they're overing, they're offering over what the thing is actually worth. Uh -huh. And we're saying if the appraisal comes in lower, they'll still buy the house and make up the difference in cash. Who even has the money to do that? I had one that this summer, that's what happened. The appraisal came in 20000 or $10,000 less. And it was a first-time homebuyer and she had to get a gift and she had to get money from her parents because she want, didn't want to lose the house. And I, cause she was like, well, what would you do? And I said, honestly, I, I'd walk away but it's an insane time to try to buy right now. It's it a really great is. time to sell if you don't need to buy something else for a while. If you can take a year or two in rent, because rent rent gets a bad rap. People are like, oh, I'm just throwing my money away at rent. Yeah, but you're never going into debt with rent either. Once you pay the rent, you know, like if, if something goes wrong with the property or whatever, that's not your problem. Well, and uh, P-Jug has talked many times just in the last week or so about leaving me. And then when she's going to go <laughs> leaving you, not like leaving you, like leaving you, leaving you. Like, like just leaving being apart me. from you. Is that, was that your definition? Yeah. Of you remember how I said I was disturbing her. Yeah. She was thinking about leaving me. Right. <laughs> and then we start looking at the price of rentals yep. because there's no houses to buy the rentals or whatever. It's yep. cheaper to be miserable and live with. Yes, it is. <laughs> 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 True. There was a meme I saw, and it's funny. They're like, they're like, uh, they're like in this housing market. If you like a house and your spouse doesn't, it's easier to find a new spouse than it is to find perfect property. Yeah. <laughs> you know? uh, like, oh my god. Yeah. Well, that's that's a real thing too. People can't afford to get like a lot of people can't afford to get divorced. No. When my parents announced that they were getting divorced, that was back in the '80s, and my mom had just been doing real estate. So she was self-employed and didn't have like a, a long history or whatever. She was early on in her career. And so it took her time to be able to save up. So she asked him for the divorce, then slept on the couch for a year. I've been bleeding for 22 days. So, you know, I was doing a lot of research and talking. And they're like, well, you know, and I've, I've gone to the doctor like twice about it. And they're like, yeah, you know, premenopausal, like it just, you know, sometimes it's weird. Right. So they took my labs 
I had an amazing phlebotanist, by the way, Tammy. They checked my hormone levels. I'm not. And so now they're checking my thyroid. Okay. And I have to have an ultrasound and they think it might be fibroids or something like that. So. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Those fibroids, that's not a serious problem, I don't think. Usually not. I'm like, how am I still alive? Like, all I'm eating is red meat, just trying to keep my iron levels up. Yeah. Yeah. So I go and get an ultrasound done tomorrow. So I get the old wand up the hoochie coo. Yeah. That's it. Do you know that that's what they do to women, Moon? It's like a, at least memory serves. It's been a while since I've had one done. There's the one where they do the outsides, but then there's the one where they do the inside. Like for the baby, they do the outside, but for this kind of stuff, they do in and it's like a big, long, it's like, it almost looks like a novelty penis from a store and it has a very blunt end. So it does not slide in easily. (laughs) Yeah. Oh boy. I I think I might've had one like 20 years ago. I'm not, I can't remember. I remember seeing one on the. Netflix the other night on Pam and Tommy. Uh, yes, but that's that's the out, that's the outside one. I'm watching Pam and Tommy. What do you think? <laughs> Is it good? Well, do you remember the sex tape? Do you remember Pamela and Tam- Tommy's sex tape? Yeah, from their honeymoon. Yeah. So it's basically how that the story is basically how did that thing get leaked? Because that it was stolen from them. That was in their safe in their home. It was so invasive. Like the the way they treated Pamela Anderson, I was just like, damn, when you go back and you look at it through the eyes of it being 2022 and me too, and things like that, because this was almost 30 years ago, 25, they were awful to her. Just awful. They basically just said, you don't have any rights because you've already posed in Playboy. It's like, yeah, but they broke into my house and they stole it. I would, I didn't put it out there. It's hard to believe it was that long ago. Yeah. It was like 80, 96. 96, I think it came out. I'm glad our tape didn't get leaked. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> All right. The internet would just, just Blow melt. Up. You know, you can probably find that on Pornhub. <laughs> <Ew>. <laughs> Not ours, Tommy Lee and Pam. Oh, okay. We also were going to have a guest on. Her name was Emma Villanueva. Now, what does Emma Villanueva have to do with you? Nothing. But here's who we try to put on this podcast. People that are interesting and have a different look at life. But let me tell you about Emma. She lives in Houston, Texas. She was my producer for 10 years there. She actually at the very end became my on-air partner there. Mm-hmm. Uh, she was just amazing. And there's so many things I wanted to talk to her about. I don't know if you like country music. Mm-hmm. I do because country artists tell stories. Mm-hmm. Pop artists get a hook and they repeat it for four minutes. But one of the best places to see live country music is at the Houston Livestock Show and Rodeo. When you hear that, you're thinking, I've never heard of that before. Yeah, that's interesting. In rodeo, the two biggest rodeos in the United States are the Houston Livestock Show and Rodeo, where it's so big, it's it, it happens in the stadium where the Super Bowl was played. Wow. 70,000 people going to rodeo. You pay like, I don't know, 21 bucks. It gets you into the rodeo. And right at six o'clock, they have a concert. Okay. And they do it every night. Mm. And it's not uh, a no-name concert. Let me read to you this year's lineup. How many days does this thing uh, run? 
This runs for about two weeks. Okay. During it, they have a chili cook-off where I used to be a judge and they have tents, like hundreds of tents that have chili in them. And you just go tent to tent and there's beer and margaritas and cowboys and cowgirls everywhere. We're going, P-Jug. Let's go. Yeah, let's go. Give me up. It's going on right now. Opening night, Tim McGraw. Okay. They have Ricky Martin. It's a really fun time. Tiffany, if you can ever get there. I was able to go once, and it was wonderful. John Party, Luke Bryan, Marin Morris, Kane Brown, Journey, Dirks Bentley, Sam Hunt, Gwen Stefani, Khalid, Chris Stapleton. Chris Stapleton. Now that'd be the one to go to at a rodeo thing. Oh yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. Brad Paisley. That's when I took P jug down. I took her to see Brad Paisley for my birthday okay. last night to wrap it up. George Strait. That would be awesome. I kind of want to go to we fest this year. I haven't, I haven't been in years and some friends of mine have started going again. Now that like all the kids are kind of old enough and yeah, it's fun. There's good acts. Is that the one at the racetrack? That's summer jam at the racetrack. Yeah, WeFest has been going on for a long time, and basically there's this there's this big farm that they rent out their space for, and they end up getting like I don't know like a hundred thousand people. Yeah, and you can there's different campgrounds that you can um, get accommodations in, and and we were tent camping the one year, and the bathrooms run out of hot water like really early in the morning. Like you got to get up at like three in the morning if you want hot water, and so we were like screw it. So we just went to the lake. And we would just sit and shave our legs on the top. <laughs> so we could look cute in our cutoff jean shorts for the concert yeah. that night. Miranda Lambert's going to be there this year. Jason Aldean. There's, there's a lot of people. But it's like <clears throat> it's just like concerts all day long. Well, I think it's part of the experience, too, camping. Like being doing the whole camping thing. I remember I re- we did a uh, thing with the YMCA on the air called the I Can Camp Workshop. Sure the YMCA would then, uh, you know, you'd go with them to a camp area. I went up near Taylor's Falls to the uh, interstate national uh, camping ground there. Yep. They have somebody that will actually help you if you've never set up a tent. Yes. They'll help you, uh, you know, do everything. It's teaching you so that you can camp. That's why they call it the I Can Camp Workshop. Mm-hmm. So I took my kids and I took our, you know, supplies. Off we went. When we got there, everybody was introduced. We got our camping site area. And uh, they helped us put up our tent. I'd say about 45 minutes later, we drove into town and went to McDonald's. <laughs> <laughs> that was roughing it. Okay. 45 minutes. Back to civilization. <laughs> right. And then I remember I couldn't sleep. So I took an Ambien. And then I, I thought, God, I think I need another one. So I got up in the middle of the night and I'm staggering around. You want to talk about dark. So I stagger back to my car. I get another Ambien. Now I'm I'm not well. I'm pretty hammered on medication. And Which I'm is stag- not good in the woods, dude. You could get disoriented and start wandering <laughs> off the wrong way. You could be attacked by an animal. Yeah. I'd last him quite a while. There's a lot to gnaw on. I finally found our tent. Oh, okay. Well, were you just I, going in other people's tents? Like, hello? I, 
that's what I did. There's no door to knock on. So I just crawled right in. <laughs> <laughs> Can you imagine just this, this little face, like un you hear the zipper and then this little face is <laughs> you know, being born like, hello, is this my place? And a lot of these people we went through knew me, uh, you know, because they listened. So it was like, go camping with moon. I'll never forget that trip because I, I got into a canoe and we were going to go, I don't know, a couple miles. And I've never you know, been in a canoe. Okay. I didn't know how to turn. I didn't know how to do anything. Well, guess what? <laughs> we, we get in the river. The river that year was very high and running very fast okay. because it had rained a lot. There was a lot of snow melt, right? And so the river's cooking. And all of a sudden, my son and I are spinning around in circles. Oh, no. I mean, and the first thing I look is I think, how are we going to get closer to shore? I see uh, things say, watch for undertow, drowning possibility or something like that, like a warning. I fall out of the boat. No. I, I start laughing. And the only thing that was bad was my phone was in my pocket. So that was a goner. But I am laughing so hard. And my kids are all crying. I think daddy's going to die in front of their eyes. They're thinking, yeah, there's a warning sign there about drowning. And I'm in the water laughing hysterically. <laughs> and it's a moment we shall never forget in our life. I laughed for about two hours in a row. <laughs> How did you end up falling out of the canoe? Did you just lean? Did you just move wrong? Or did you just move too quick? Or I'm sure I was trying to steer the thing. And I, you know, when you get this kind of weight distribution going, <laughs> right? They call me the big daddy rabbit. I think, I don't know. We needed stabilizers like a cruise ship, <laughs> right? Yeah, you need one of those things that sticks around the, sticks out the bottom, like the porpoise fin kind of thing. Yeah. Another thing I was doing today, uh, many times during this podcast, you'll hear P-Jug ask a question, right? Yes. She usually gets those questions from me. The night before, she'll say, what am I going to ask Emma? Today, I'm thinking, well, what kind of questions do I want to help her with this week? There's a bit that Vogue magazine does that I love. It's called 73 Questions With. And then they get a star. Okay. And the one that I read today was Reese Witherspoon. Mm. 73 Questions with Reese Witherspoon. So I then copied the 73 questions and I sent them to P-Jug. I deleted the answers and I thought we could go around the room after each question. P. Jug, you have them? Okay. This is for Tiffany. Favorite movie of all time. Oh, God. Right away it was something hard. Yeah. I loved the soundtrack. I wasn't until I was older that I got to see the movie, but they've just put it back on the streaming and I've already rewatched it twice was the movie Fame. If you go back and watch that movie, it really holds up. And man, they talked about a lot of really heady stuff like. There's, there's a, you know, there's an interracial pregnancy and a, and a terminated pregnancy. And like, you know, the, the, the kid who wants to become a comedian gets all screwed up on drugs and alcohol. And like, like there's just a lot, but the, but then there's so much talent and the dancing and the singing. And, you know, so I, I love that movie. Mine is as good as it gets. That was a very good one. What's yours, P. Jug? We don't really watch a lot of movies. We watch a lot of streaming services. How about the next question? Okay, what's your favorite restaurant? Ocean Air is good. I love really good seafood. I can rarely afford to eat there, but it's excellent. The last time I ate at Ocean Air, I was with a friend who had a uh, expense account. 
this guy that bought me the meal at the Ocean Air came to visit me this summer. He is a NBA play-by-play announcer, and he has agreed to be on this podcast maybe next week. My favorite restaurant in town, I got a couple, Manny's and Murray's. Mm, yeah. Both have probably the most amazing steaks anywhere. I'd have to say Murray's silver butter knife steak mm-hmm. is probably the best I've ever had in my life. But I have never walked out of Manny's not one time without thinking that was the best meal start to finish that I've ever had in my whole life. Sure. Every single time you pay for it. Oh, yeah. But, uh, you know, and we don't go very often. I try to go there with these corporate guys with a credit card. Because <laughs> they come right. in from out of town. They're like, well, where should we go get something to eat? I go, oh, hell, Manny's. Yeah. And then if it's your buying, it's like, it's McDonald's. Yeah. yeah. I also love Fogo de Chao. Sure. Which a lot of people also always said Fogo de Chon. I, I met the owners in Texas when they opened their first restaurants in the U.S. I went to actually the very first one. He's like, yeah, you know, I'm the owner. Welcome. And at that point, they had no business. Nobody knew what a Brazilian steakhouse was all about. And, you know, when people started hearing that they could go in and eat as much meat as they wanted for hours, right? Until you went into a meat coma, their salad bar is bigger than my van. Yeah. It's great. Salad bars either for some reason. I don't want to eat that much food. It's like too much to, in one sitting just to eat all that. And you put that kind of money down, you're like, well, I want to get $50 worth of food. And you can't almost. I mean, it's really hard to eat $50 worth of meat. That's a lot of meat. That's <laughs> a lot of meat. <laughs> P-Jug, what's yours? Uh, mine would be Manny's. Yeah. Yep, for sure. And coming in second and third would be Porterhouse and the Chianti Grill. Oh, Chianti Grill. Yeah. Remember when it was Ciotti's? I miss Ciotti's. Ciotti's had a really good lunch special that was made. It was like, it was like 11 bucks and you could get like these big thing of pasta. And I was like, Oh yeah. Okay. Next question. What's the biggest surprise you've ever had? Uh, my first child. (laughs) (laughs) The most impactful surprise. That's a good one. For me, it was a search warrant. (laughs) Surprise! Let's not talk about any more than that. For me, it was meeting Moon at Starbucks on our first like date. That was a big day for both of us, and boy, we both regret it. Let's wrap it up today. (laughs) I know you don't. (laughs) Next week, maybe Emma Villanueva or someone else on Moon, P. Jug and Hobbs. That was wonderful. Bravo. I loved that. That was great. Well, it was pretty good. Well, it wasn't bad. Well, there were parts of it that weren't very good, though. It could have been a lot better. I didn't really like it. It was pretty terrible. It was bad. It was awful. I was terrible. Get him away. Hey, boo. Boo. Let's put this show out of its misery. (laughs) Ha, 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 ha.